Shomrabyog. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Collecting Issues, where this week we'll be taking a look at 1999's The Authority by Warren Ellis and Brian Hitch, Volume 1, Collecting Issues 1 to 8 of the series from DC Comics. Wildstorm. Now DC Comics. It, it, look, ladies and gentlemen, let's let's be honest. Before we begin anything here, this is one of the kind. Of, this, this this comic book has a bit of a Mandela effect attached to it, whereupon the versions have changed so many times, and there's so many upsy downy, roundy woundy thingies that we're not actually sure which edition you're reading, who has yes, published it, or how many. And also, ben, there are. the other Mandela effect as well. It was also instrumental in ending apartheid in uh, South Africa. Yeah, huge. Hugely, uh, hugely influential in that horrific human conflict. Uh, I mean, I mean, pretty big thing for a comic book to say, Ben. But why don't you tell us, even though, Ben, who is the authority? Even well, the authority are a gang of lads and lasses yeah, and ladies and ladies, yeah, uh, gang of lads and lasses. And oh, Michael, oh, they've had enough with the regular politicians now. That's right. They've been looking at how people have been running the world, and they've said to themselves, "You know what? I'd do a better job myself." <laughs> um, and luckily I have superpowers and, But but you know Where 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 mere mortals would, would fear to tread Michael There's only a bloody British lady With a pull up her socks attitude And a union drag strapped to her chest And she says I'll, and bloody, a fag. I'll bloody fucking sort this out Give me a fucking nicotine patch And a smile and away we go boys um, No the authority is A Justice League parody Michael in every sense of the word, um, hmm. there are. I ver- think in every sense of the word, Ben, except the meaning of the word parody. I don't think it's a parody. Satire. I barely a satire. A riff. A, a riff, maybe. A, a, a take on. Okay, it's a riff on the Justice League because I like the word riff. So I'm gonna. All right. I'm, 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 I'm gonna take it. It's a riff on the Justice League, and we're introduced to a holy host of characters, um, and it, it's pretty interesting. So. What we look at, our, our main protagonist, aforementioned fag-touting, Union Jack-sporting uh, lady is Jenny Sparks. And she's the spirit of the 20th century, Michael. Uh, and yeah. her powers are ill-defined. She's the first baby born at the turn of the century, last century. Yeah. And yeah. she becomes imbued with the power of that age. And at the turn yeah. of the century, Michael, the 20th century, yeah. we, we got to electricity. The electricity. She's elect. I don't know if her powers are poorly defined, Ben. Her powers are. She's an electricity. She's she's an electricity, uh, yeah. and she recruits a ragtag bunch of uh, yokes <laughs> together to to put a team together. Um, some of them are direct riffs on on DC characters. Others are a little bit more creative. Um, we have Jack Hawksmore, who yeah. is the god of cities, and he can yeah. interact with any city on the planet because it turns out every city has a bloody personality and a soul. Yeah, like yeah. It. Yeah, yeah. Moving on from there, we meet the engineer, who I suppose was kind of cyborg before cyborg was a thing. Um, and she can interact with machines. The main machine that she interacts with is the carrier, which is a big bloody Vekov spaceship that they found from another dimension. Yeah, it's cool. It's very cool. Uh, then we've got Swift, who is... Yeah, she can fly. She's got some wings. She's a piss yeah. take a hawk girl. Um, then I don't know if she's a piss take I, I'm going to say piss take Piss take a hot girl Alright um, I mean but she's deadly serious Yeah but she's a bit piss takey though uh, And then we meet the <laughs> Then we meet the doctor Now I know what you think Michael David Tennant's uh, in this No Yeah No No he's about what Six doctors ago now um, But the doctor is It turns out there's a mage In every generation of humans Or every se- Is it century again 
we going with Sanderson again? No, it's just uh, whenever there's all, there's always one. There's always one, uh, and like in a the very Slayer. in a very Doctor sense, kind of transcends time and space and can bend the laws of reality and do whatever he bloody well wants as long as he has enough. He'll confidence do a magic do on you, Ben. He'll do a magic on you. Uh, and this particular time, he's chosen to be a stoner from the Netherlands. And uh, no, he hasn't, Ben. You've misinterpreted how that character works there a little bit. He doesn't choose who he's going to be. Someone is chosen to be the shaman. You've said mage there. You've, you've mixed up your classes. Nuts. You've mixed up your Dungeons and Dragons classes. Oh, if you um, want to learn more about that, ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned for this Sunday's episode of Michael and Benjamin's podcast. Oh, very good. Benjamin, um, yeah, he's the, he's, the, he's the earth shaman. And he is chosen by the other shamans. Or shaman? Shaman? He's chosen by the other shaman. And he has all of their collective memories. Oh, good for and him. he can visit them in an astral plane. Not unlike Black Panther in um in the Marvel movies where you can go and Pantheon? see his ancestors. Is that what it's called? They no, call they, they say they say to him that you work with a Pantheon now. Oh. So they're okay. comparing their their um they're comparing the authority to a pantheon of gods. Mm, hubristic. Mm, mm, um, but anyway. Well, but the authority don't, Ben. Another outside influence says that. Not the hubristic. doctors. I yeah, was testing no. in your past, Michael. Um, well, look, I've read it. And then I suppose the, the end to all that, Michael, is uh, the the Apollo and, and the Midnighter. Um, yeah. Now, it's Apollo and Midnighter. Um, who, Michael, who, Michael, yeah, go on. are a couple of gay yeah. men. They are, but it's very, very lightly touched in this collected issues that we have in front of us. And I think that's probably quite important as we talk about this as we go along. Um, Apollo is pretty much Superman with a bit more of a sun fetish. Um, And the Midnighter is what a maladjusted playboy with serious training would actually be like. He's better Batman. He's better Batman. Uh, Midnighter can analyse your weaknesses. He's a bit like Karnak from the Inhumans. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, got, he's got a touch of the Karnaks about him. Well, Karnak from the Inhumans TV show, Ben, almost directly ripped off Midnighter's power. Or he could just do it to one person at a time. No, Karnak in the show, if you remember, which no one watched. I don't was remember, terrible. no. But his power was that he could pre-plan of every outcome of a fight before the fight happened. Ah, ah, yeah. Karnak... The Inhuman Ben from Marvel Comics, his power in the comics is he can find a weakness. But in the TV show, which was terrible. Terrible. He just he just stole the Midnighter's power from this. What a what an a-hole. Yeah. Yeah. Not a not a good bloke. Not a good bloke. Don't no. watch Inhumans. Anyway, no, that's our good. that's our motley crew, and they're kind of assembled by Jenny Sparks to really sort the world out, Michael. Um, yeah, she's sick of it. She's bloody sick of it, and she's right, right. I'm, I'm, I'm running out of time because it turns out that um, once the century ticks over, because this was released there. Sorry, once the yeah, no, once the century ticks over. Um, now hold on, Ben. That is not in this collected issues. You're about to spoil the uh, next one. Nearly blew my load. You did. Nearly blew my load all over the list. That doesn't happen in this. Ben. All right, There's never no, mind. So she assembled a team for reasons all her own. Um, yes. No, because she's sick of it. That's so, why she assembles the theme. This first volume is issue one to four and five to eight. Yeah, or one to eight as it's also known. Or one to eight as it's also known, <laughs> but there's two story arcs within ah, those. Within those, And the two story arcs take place respectively one to four, five to eight. In ah, the first one, good. we're introduced to a bloody terrorist organization, Michael. Yeah, they're from evil Singapore. They're from evil Singapore. Kenora, Kim... 
Gamora. Gamora, yeah. And um, what we're introduced to there is a, is a riff on the Mandarin from the Iron Man comics, Michael. Or just kind of any inscrutable Oriental Asian stereotype. Yeah, Ming the Merciless. Yeah, it could be Ming. Zing the be, Zany. Uh, the, yeah, basically any long-bearded, evil, long-fingernailed... Fu Manchu. Could, yeah, Fu Manchu. I mean, it all goes back to Fu Manchu, doesn't it? It might even go back further, I suppose. I think Warren Ellis is probably directly um, poking fun at that idea of the megalomaniac kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, there's a touch of the low pan from uh, Big Trouble in Little China about him as well. Yeah, there's a little bit of that. Bowie has come to say hello. Hello, Bowie. Hello, Bowie. Hello, Bowie. Bo- Always the dog. Always the dog. Um, and yeah, so I mean, there's a lot of that going on. She's now biting my wrist gently to say hello. It's not a great representation of the East bit. No, look, I, I think it's intentionally meant to to possibly piss a few folks off. Um, right. Warren Ellis likes to, to straddle that line on occasion. Anyway, we're introduced to that. The team is brought together. They have their big foe to go up against. Um, and and they take on that organization. I suppose one of the interesting things, Michael, for me, is that the yes. authority don't have very much difficulty in handling this problem. No, uh, they kind they of smash it. Yeah, they they bloody smash it. Um, mm. And I suppose that's something that sets the authority apart quite quite a lot. Uh, many of the arcs run the thing of oh, this bloody bunch of heroes, we'll handle them no problem. Oh, holy shit! Oh, where are the kid gloves? Oh God! And then the villain yeah, is yeah, kind yeah. of whooped. well, I mean. Yeah, I mean, the first four issues deal with them taking out a rogue nation. With very little sweat of the brow. Very God. little sweat, yeah. They they really do make short work of poor old Gamora. Yeah, and then they kind of mark themselves out as, as the new authority. Oh, I see, will. I get it now. Um, and then, Michael, really, as it unfolds, it gets a little bit more interesting because the bloody politicians don't very much like it, Michael. They're like, whoa, you bloody... Uh, 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 we were elected, you weren't, bloody... Uh, um, because they're doing a much better job, Michael, and not getting in as much trouble. And then from issues five to eight, we get a little glimpse into Jenny Sparks' past. Jenny Sparks' yeah. past. Um, his past is an adventurous. And we get... We get Super Warren Ellis vibe number one, which is interdimensional travel. Warren Ellis loves going to another dimension. Oh, Christ, Michael. He can't leave his feet. Worse than the bloody Beastie Boys. Yeah. If he isn't travelling to another dimension, he's setting up a device that'll help you travel to another bloody dimension. Uh, Or he's coming back from another dimension. Or he's bloody... Oh, I was actually part of another dimension all along. Oh, gotcha. Maybe this isn't even a dimension. Oh, maybe we're just in a box. Yeah, which is inside a dimension. Or a tiny room. Whoops, I've given away a clue. <laughs> Michael might cop on any minute now. Quarantine Benjamin my ass. Um, Here's what I'm saying, though. Yes. It's very Warren Ellis. Very Warren Ellis. Um, we're introduced... Anyway, sorry. Yeah, we'll talk about... To talk a big about, bloody blue empire. Thing. Um, yeah. subtlety, of bad blokes. Uh, bad blokes. The term blue blood could be thrown around here, Michael, and I think that's what Warren Ellis might actually think of aristocracies. Um, yes, I see, I see where we're going. Pretty grim. And Ben. And... Just in case you weren't sure if they were baddies or not. Rape and Nazi symbolism. Bloody camp full of rape, Michael. Yeah, Several. rape camp. Yeah. There's a plural invading, camps in there. Invading China. Um, Lebensraum. Yeah, it, it's dark, Michael. It gets, yeah. it gets dark. They're, they're from another dimension. They decide to, to have a go at ours. Mm-hmm. And Jenny's like, well, bloody fucking, uh, don't bloody fucking think so. I don't bloody think so, not on my watch. Uh, and so she... I'll do uh, an electricity on you. She gives them a bloody spanking. Mm. Yet again. I think that's her catchphrase, isn't it? Let's go give them a spanking. 
Um, yeah. And she is usually quite true to her word. Good for her. Um, at least somebody is, Michael. At least somebody is. Um, Just have to dig at me, Ben. No, not really. You're you're usually you're quite an honest man, Michael. All right, thanks. Uh, to my knowledge, I mean. Yeah, well, you'll never know. Yeah, you told me I'll definitely be paid after the next episode, won't you? That's, that's when the paycheck's Oh, hit us, up, hit us up on Patreon. But on the back page, we, we don't have a Patreon. And if you find anybody pretending to be one, do not give them money. It's not us. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, moving on from there. Those are our first two issues. We're introduced to them. And really, the core principle of the authority here is, what would life be like if superheroes were humans? Well, what would life be like if superheroes were humans? But also, what would life be like, Ben, if superheroes didn't fight to re-establish the status quo? They fought to change things. But he upended the whole damn thing, Michael. Yeah, and that's a big problem in a comic book universe, Ben. Well, it's it's a big suspension of disbelief moment, Michael. Superman I is... I disagree with you there completely. Okay. Oh, hold on. Say what you're saying, and then I'll tell you why I disagree with you. Okay, cool. I mean... In a, in a more realistic verse, someone with the, the power level of Superman probably wouldn't play by the rule book and probably wouldn't count out too many folks. Exactly. And you can't really live in the real world when these type of things are, are introduced. No. So if you have an authority level group in your comic book universe, the whole comic book universe is going to have to adapt to the fact that you have people who are changing the world. I think it would cause a form of kind of mass psychosis, Michael. I think you'd snap. If you were confronted what? with someone who channeled the power of the sun and the spirit of the 20th century. And do a magic on you. And do a magic on you. Like, or, or kick you in the head very effectively. Very effectively. With precision beyond belief, Michael. Mm. Or someone mm. who can talk to bloody cities. So you find out that every time he took a piss against a wall, Michael, he'd been pissing yeah. on a city. And then up he comes out of the ground and kicks you in the head. He kicks you in the head so hard your head explodes. Also, surely intercity relations would be very, very strained, Michael, after all the bloody... I mean, Dublin and London wouldn't get on. What cities are having affairs with each other, I wonder? What cities are riding on the the cars? I'd say that bloody Dublin's having an affair with bloody Nice. With everyone who can bloody get its hands on. Alright, my dog ben, is... stop letting your dog bite yeah, you. My dog has Focus, to man. Play big time. Focus up here. Uh, I'm just going to mute my mic very quickly and banish my dog. So you spin okay. your wheels. Michael, they take over from something called the Stormwatch. What even is the bloody Stormwatch? Alright, I'll spin my wheels about Stormwatch while you get rid of your dog there, Ben. So, Ben, Stormwatch was a Wildstorm comic book series. And it was a very, very, very 90s comic book series. Ben has left, so I'm talking to myself now. But Stormwatch was written by, I don't remember who wrote it originally, but it was kind of your classic 90s X-Men-ish team. There was a fire guy, there was a big strong guy, there was a strong lady, there was a sword guy, and they had international adventures, and it wasn't very successful. But it was quite popular in the Wildstorm studios. So when Warren Ellis took over as writer, and Brian Hitch, I think, as artist, they started kind of steering Stormwatch in a more world, global politics and superhero politics type direction. So almost all of the characters in this are Stormwatch characters. The The most interesting thing about Stormwatch is probably the ending because they travel. In the Stormwatch universe, uh, a spaceship approaches Earth and they say, oh, what's this spaceship? Someone go up and have a look at it. You, the lads from Stormwatch, why don't you go up and have a look at it? And guess what happens to be on the bloody spaceship, Ben? Oh, I don't know, Mick, what is it? Probably something spooky. You're right, Ben. It turns out to be 
bloody aliens. Oh, aliens, Mick. Yes, Ben. Aliens from the movie Aliens. Bloody and aliens. And the bloody Stormwatch, Ben. They're almost entirely wiped out by aliens. Aliens? And that's the end of the Stormwatch series, Ben. And that's what has all of these kind of more interesting characters who were introduced in Stormwatch. We're now free to be used in this new hyper-progressive series, The Authority. Well, that was bloody handy, Michael. Yeah, I know, yeah. So that's what Stormwatch is. Yeah, so I mean, it in terms of... Uh, I quite enjoy The Authority, Michael. Yes, go on. I enjoy volume one far more than I enjoy the, the subsequent volumes. Um, mm. I think the first two Which... arcs are, are very strong, Michael. Um, mm. And then I think when Mark Miller takes over and begins to kind ben, of... Ben, we're not talking about sorry, that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Have you sorry. forgotten the conceit of collecting Sorry, yeah, completely, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so ladies and gentlemen, it's a bloody yes. interesting comic. Um, yeah. It introduced a, 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 a veritable uh, smorgasbord of new conceits into comic books um, that quickly became something of a staple, Michael. A um, standard, an industry standard. Let, uh, to say the least, Michael, the art style here is something that we probably hadn't seen very much of. They called it at the time, Ben, widescreen comics. Widescreen comics is a good uh, is a good kind of uh, way of describing it, Michael. Brian Hitch introduced this brand new, very stretched panel. Uh, did away with the old thought bubbles, which were still roaming around at the time. You can mm-hmm. still find a cable with a thought bubble, a Deadpool with a thought bubble, a Domino mm-hmm. with a thought bubble. Um, and it, it kind of did away with all those uh, silly little things. And characters more or less kind of quietly fell into the despair and we were left to go oh they're not having a very good time are they Um, and I suppose Brian Hitch pioneered a style of very realistic uh, comic book rendering it's a little bit like watching a Michael Bay film it is there is a kind I mean you can really see where the phrase uh, widescreen comic books came from because it's very cinematic Mm. it's a widescreen action big screen action lots of ships loads of spaceships zooming about and planes some of those spaceships and planes Ben they're too close together they're going to crash into each other that's not that's not safe that's against regulation that's not right safe. there that's yeah what are you doing that's bloody, not a good formation uh, easy to know that Michael and Benjamin weren't up there bloody guiding the spaceship because I tell you Michael my, there would have been space for you me and the spirit of Jesus Christ himself <laughs> that's a weird chastity reference yeah. <laughs> but alright um, so Ben how's isolation treating you no never mind I've, I'm ben, yeah, slipping no. slowly into madness Michael. I, I'll be honest so I, ben, I sit when... here most days and, and just kind of gaze into into the, the abyss <laughs> neither the time nor the place Ben so <laughs> um, Warren Brian Hitch this this made Brian Hitch I'd say it did Michael he was a well known artist before this but ooey but oh boy howdy did this make him big and it made him so big, Ben, that his next gig after this, I think, was the Justice League. It was. Justice League... Oh, I forget what it was called. You got me. Oh, I look... Yeah, damn it. But anyway, he, he his next thing after this was the Justice League. And people expected on the Justice League, here we go now. Justice League, widescreen comics, Brian Hitch. This is going to be, oh boy. hoo And it wasn't really. It was fine. Oh, it was a damn squib, so much so that Michael yeah, forgot the name of the arc. I did. I can't believe I've forgotten the name of that arc. Um, but it it did go to show that Brian Hitch can do a widescreen comic, but only if you write him a widescreen script. He needs that widescreen script, guys. Yeah, like if you write him a script, which is a lot of people standing around in rooms and meeting on the watchtower and then fighting on 
a main street in a small town. You know what that doesn't bloody really suit? Be, it's not going to be that widescreen. Yeah, no. it's not going to be that widescreen. But Michael, it, it's fine, Michael, because cause a little old company came yeah. along not, not long after that, Michael, and they hired him yeah. again. And they said, uh, yeah. look, look, you know that thing you did with Warren Ellis? And he was yeah. like, yeah. He's like, will yeah, you just yeah, do I that remember. again? Exactly. Yeah, He's like, please. wait, 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 what do you mean? And like, well, look, we've got another English guy. Is it Warren Ellis? No, it's not Warren Ellis. Oh, right, right. And he's written a thing to do with a bunch of superheroes who go up against a, a bunch of aliens and have a really tough time. And it's very duplicitous. And there's a lot of there's a lot of layers to it. And he goes, are you sure it's not Warren Ellis? And they went, no, no, it's not Warren Ellis. And, and then he's like, okay, what do you want me to do? Yeah, the exact same thing as The Authority. And that was The Ultimates, Michael. Oh, that, I've heard of it, That yeah. later became known as The Ultimates. Which, quite frankly, it would be hard to argue that the Marvel Cinematic Universe wouldn't have come about in the fashion that it did without the Ultimates launch. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, this... Go on. Yeah, No, go on, go on. Well, I'm just going to say, the, the, the Ultimates that he did, Brian Hitch did, which is beat for beat, the authority kind of rejigged here and there. Mm-hmm. Without that, we wouldn't have had, first of all, Black Nick Fury. No. Second of all, Chitari. Yeah. Third of all, human heroes with a little bit of edge to them. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe we would have had that. Probably wouldn't have the Captain America we know today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, a yeah. lot of that characterization came from the first Ultimates run. Um, mm-hmm. So, it's it's pretty interesting, Michael. Um, I'm surprised they got away with just carbon copying the authority quite so much. But anyway. A lot of, um, a lot of mainstream comics these days, Ben, are just categorically widescreen comics. Yes, that's the style now. The other thing that's quite prevalent in this is the level of violence. Oh, there's a lot oh. of Jack Hawksmore. He'll punch right through a man's head. Yes, or torso, or straight through a torso. And Ben, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on our podcast, but I quite like Invincible. You do. You're you, Michael. You, my one great Invincible fan. Are you a great Invincible fan? Am I? And there's a heavy lot of influence on Invincible from this. Yeah, I I'd never Although, thought of that actually. Having read Invincible. And then looking back on this, this was quite shocking at the time, but quite tame by today's standards. Yeah, we've kind of pushed that envelope just a little further, just a touch prob- further. You probably get one exploded head per issue. Standard. Industry standard. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it introduced this concept that you, look, whatever the idea is, we'll make it work. Yeah, just Look, bloody big blue aliens from another dimension coming across, steampunking. Oh, yeah. Stick them in. I like the design of their ships. They're nice ships. The alien ships are pretty cool. Very There's a touch of the Babylon vibes about them. Yeah, yeah. I think the main message of that arc is you can't trust the British. Even if they're aliens, you still can't trust them. I mean, I think we'd like to think that's the message of that particular <laughs> thing, Michael. You there with Michael Collins There's behind a, you in the that, background. That portrait is just <laughs> nodding and winking in approval there. The big fella's giving you a nod going, yeah, well, man. Now, Ben, now be quiet for a second and then tell me. What makes this a very Warren Ellis comic? Well, first of all, Michael, it's yeah. in another dimension. Yeah, we mentioned it's that. It's in another dimension. Yeah, that's um, why I'm coming back to it. Uh, it's got excessive violence, Michael, which you've also mentioned. Um, his, the characterization of his women uh, makes it yeah. a very Warren Ellis gig. Uh, there's not a weak woman in the bunch, Michael. No. There's not a soft woman in the bunch. 
They're all smoking fags. They're all smoking fags and taking names. Uh, having a, having a, uh, and they're having all a out of they're all out of names. Yeah. They're never out of fags. Uh, well, they are always a fag. They actually are out of fags, Ben. If you remember, that's like the splash oh, page yeah. of one episode. Yeah, <laughs> one issue. The sodding fag. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, there's there's not a weak woman in the bunch. Michael uh, go through any of Warren Ellis's gigs. Um, he has a thing for an Amazonian woman. He has a thing for a strong woman. He has a thing for a no bullshit woman. Yeah, it's all there. He has a thing for an androgynous lady. Oh yeah. He has a thing. Oh, just—it's all there, Michael. Yeah. Uh, take a look at Trans Metropolitan. Any of Spider's bodyguards, carbon copies from a couple of the Authority characters. Take a look at his bloody injection series. Oh, and the main hacker lady. Yeah. Could be taken straight from the engineer. Mm. Um, and I mean, if you'd like to hear more about that, ladies and gentlemen. Go check out our bloody uh, collecting issues on uh, injection. Yeah. I think the first ever collecting issues. Maybe the second. Ben, did you find the art as good 21 years later as you did when you saw it at the time? No. Yeah, neither did I, to be honest. No. It's good. It's stiff. Uh, well, I don't mind the stiffness. I mean, there are hints of, you know, it's people doing a pose sometimes. I found the rendering a bit Sometimes a bit off. Sometimes Jenny Sparks' eyes are too far apart. Oh yeah, or no, sometimes like, people's Br- eyes. Brian are... Hitchell sometimes miss anatomy by a country mile. Yeah. Like, oh, sometimes, oh, a he- sometimes a head looks like it's taken from two frames of a photo when someone was turning towards you, and the the features aren't quite in the right place. I, I think one of my favorite things about Brian Hitch's art in general, but also in this comic, is he takes quite a lot of inspiration from Hollywood actors. Right. Um, for example, Nick Fury in The Ultimates is directly based on um, Samuel L. Jackson. Mm-hmm. And the main Nazi villain in um, The Ultimates is also based directly on uh, Robert Carlo. Um, and sometimes Go on. you can just see the still or the film that he's taking it from on the page. You're like, ah, oh, for feck's sake, I Brian. See, I see a hint of George Clooney in Jack Hawksmoor. Oh, there's so much George Clooney going on in Jack Hawksmore. There's a good hint of him. Get out of it. There's a hefty helping of that. Uh, There's a little bit of Brad Pitt in Apollo. Oh, yeah. It's all over the place. But yeah, sometimes he just... I don't know whether it's just trying to consistently keep up that style... Because he loves a fisheye lens, Michael. He does. He, he do a big boggly eye. Yeah. He do a big boggly eye, and it's it's hard to maintain that level of consistency, Michael. I'm not going to lie. What do you think of the relationships, Ben? Oh, Warren Ellis is pushing a little bit of an agenda, Michael. Go on. Oh, let's everybody have sexy times as much as we like. Oh, bloody polyamory. Oh, bloody a bit of whatever you're having yourself. Hold on a second. In these collected issues. In, in these very collected... No, that comes later, in fairness. I'm, I'm jumping ahead of myself again, Michael. Well, um, stop it. I think... Look, I think his building of rapport between the gang... Yeah. Solid enough. Yeah. Solid enough. Mm-hmm. A very... A very... Um, how am I going to put this? A very sanitized treatment of a gay relationship, Michael. Oh, you think so? Sanitize, sanitize isn't the right word. Sanitize Michael. is a negative word in this yeah, context. Sanitize is isn't the right mean? word, Michael. I've chosen. Say again. Is that what you Wholesome? mean? Are you trying to be negative? Say, no. I, it's almost like a Disney version of a gay relationship, Michael. That make well, sense? I mean, there's a kiss on the cheek. Just a, just a peck. Yeah, but it's not like everyone else is necking. You know, though, there's not a lot of necking going on. That yeah. comes later. There's a hint. Well, Ben. <laughs> 
focus on these issues. You've forgotten the conceit of Genshin. Nah. Everybody's necking later. Stop it now. I'm going to come over there and I'm going to get you. I'm going <laughs> no, to use the interdimensional carrier. Um, oh, no. I think this whole thing is... Ra There's. I think that it's a very nice depiction that they've all they don't really know each other yet yeah no there's a solid bit of of world building and character yeah. building from As all they're of figuring that. E you get a real sense that it's a new yeah, team they're figuring each other out they don't really know what's going on both personalities and powers i i think one of the most interesting things michael is he has a great way of keeping the viewer guessing one of the criticisms that you've leveled against a few things in your time oh. Is that very often when we meet the big strong guy yeah, in, yeah. A, in a superhero team, he exists to show how strong other characters are when they give him a right. weapon. The wharf effect. And you don't, you don't get that here. Mike. No, no one gives a like. A, no one gives Apollo a weapon. No, nobody's getting a, getting one over on Apollo. And then Jack Hawksmore surprises everybody by just flattening. Blue blood rape camp uh, rape camp aristocrat. Yeah, he, he just gets just but like that comes out of nowhere, yeah. Michael. The ground shakes underneath them. He goes, Oh, don't you be fucking touching London, yeah. mate. Boom. Yeah. Straight up your jacksie. Um, and that's 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 it really. Right up the jacksie. Yeah. I'll stick my union jacksie up your jacksie. Yeah. It's very he I know we're all over the place this week, Ben, but he is very nineties, isn't he? Like Oh, they how all are, Michael. He wears a blazer to every scrap. A blazer and no, a t-shirt. No, I'm not even talking about Jack Hawksmore. I'm talking about that villain. It's like... Who now? The Which Blue one? Blood guy. Regis. Oh, Blue... Oh, it's, yeah. Re that's his, his name. name. Regis, yeah, I yeah. forgot. Regis. Uh, there's a, there is a, a touch of the of the 90s edgy British comic book writer of how do you show someone's the baddie? Rape. Does he make him the he, queen? No, he's rape. It's rape. If you want to show someone's the baddie, they do a rape. So if you want to show someone's oh. like a real baddie, they do rape on the global scale. As much as they yeah. like. Yeah. Oh. Very edgy. Oh. Very 90s. Yeah. Very edgelordy. Yeah. It's true. It's true. There's, look, there are some elements of it, Michael, that, that just haven't dated Like well. one. Um, the oriental stuff. Oh, that's at the best of times, Michael. The irony of the fact that the army that that Fu Manchu-esque villain employs yep. are clones of the same person. No, his two brothers, Ben. And his sister. So that his all mother. the Asians... So that all the Asians look Oh, that's same. not great. It's pretty touching. That's not great, yeah. Michael. That's not great. <laughs> no. Pretty I hadn't thought up. of that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I was looking through it going, wait. And, you know, it's funny oh, actually no. looking back. And this is not a criticism. It's 100% not a criticism. It's just a, a, a noticing that two of the two of the seven main characters aren't white. Yes. And the engineer is borderline because she's what, Latina American? I couldn't yeah, tell you, Michael. You, you certainly can't tell. In the red huge Yeah spaceship. it wouldn't be yeah, obvious It's not very obvious at all Other than her name But yeah it's uh, it, it, And I mean This is very obvious Because in the modern retelling Of this origin story A lot of them have had Their ethnicities Shuffled around a little bit Oh yeah yeah No there There's been a lot of uh, Rejigging of things Um, I mean it's been Such an influential comic Michael I think, I think we kind of Covered every element of it 
and they've never really hit the same peak with the authority ever since they've they've tried to bring it back yeah several yeah. times and it's just it, it there seemed to be a certain dare i say it magic to the original there's run. another issue ben of with this comic about the reason it has never been repeated really it, it's somewhat of a product of its time and its time is very very specifically pre pre September 11th 2001 oh yeah like that this yeah. kind of large scale city destruction things smashing into twin towers and and yeah it could only happen in it, comics at yeah, one point yeah and then you know, terrorism. There was a, a terror, a country based on terrorism. <laughs> Whoops. There's a lot of terrorism in this book. Yeah. And the kind of widescreen glee at the destruction of cities. Things changed in 2001 and the authority... Oh, ne- that doesn't sit well with people no, anymore. Well, I mean, it? it's starting to. I think generationally we're getting so far away from that in, in American pop culture that it's starting to come around again. We're starting to see cities getting smashed recreationally again um recreation well i mean superman man of steel was a good example of someone that did it too oh, early oh that was well that was a too soon <laughs> moment for the all americans i think yeah but yeah the, the, that was uncomfortable that's a real thing about this comic remember this is 1999 so it was just it was really hitting its peak oh, of man, popularity so in september 2001 man hmm. crazy when you think oh, about look, it ben, listen should look what should, what should pen people what should people read if they if they like this? Get get your hands up the injection. I think injection covers all the espionage, covert vibes that kind of emanate from this comic and kind of do a nice job of retelling them. Um I think if you're in any way I know I recommend this one quite a bit, but um Oh no, I bloody forgot. <laughs> uh Image Comics Casanova is very good. Um I think that's kind of in there with the out there, interdimensional space hopping, uh, razzmatazz, stuff like that. Check out the Ultimates. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think you won't be disappointed, yeah. but they're very similar in that particular yeah. case. Um, and yeah, I think like that's really all I'd recommend well, yeah, there. I mean, I, I mean, read the original yeah, run. Yeah, read the original. Huh? Read the original run, especially the next volume. The next volume is weird, though, because it has four issues by Warren Ellis and Brian Hitch. And then four issues by Mark Miller and Frank Whiteley. And mm, it's a and things do very change. big change. And I personally, I'm not a huge fan of the change. So I wouldn't say yes. keep reading all of the authority. Do the Warren Ellis run. And, and leave it at that. Maybe, maybe leave it at that. You know what you get onto then, Ben, if you want to? You get onto the re- modern day reimagining, the Wildstorm. Yes, I think that's probably a very healthy choice, Michael. Because the Wildstorm, Ben is heading further and further in the direction of being an origin story of the modern uh, authority. Is it? Yeah, that's what it basically I is. Must, yeah. I must catch up on all that, Michael. It's very good. Yeah. I, I remember recommending that to you and I didn't think you'd take to it with such gusto. Yeah, it's great. I have it here. Look, it's in my hands. Yes, it's there in your hands. Ladies and gentlemen. Yes. That'll be it from us this week. Uh, if you'd shame. like to get in touch with us or recommend anything. You can get in touch with us in the following places. We are on a website called www.shomrabeog.com S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G.com Means tiny room in Irish. Does indeed. You can find us on Instagram at shomrabeog, same spelling, no.com. You could also get in touch with us on 
uh, the reviews that you leave us on Apple Podcasts, which you're definitely going to do. <laughs> uh, you can also find us on Spotify. You can give us now a follow there. Um, or if you listen to us anywhere else, first of all, let us know where you're listening to us. Because we'd like to know. Uh, and second of all, give us a review in whatever form you can there. In two weeks' time, ladies and gentlemen, we will be taking a look at Image Comics Low. Oh, yeah. Low in two weeks' time. Um, so pick that it's up. It's the life story of actor Rob Lowe. In Rob Lowe. It's quite a read. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is it from us. G'day, g'day, g'night, g'night. Why are you Australian, you flaming drongo? <laughs> all right, bye. Why not, Michael? Bye. <laughs> A very good.